Welcome to today's Triple Z. The Triple Z podcast is a daily program that you can use to help you fall asleep each night. Just turn down the volume, lay back, relax, and enjoy as you fall asleep. Heidi is a classic novel written by Swiss author Johanna Spiri. It was originally published in 1881 in two parts, Heidi's Years of Learning and Travel, Heidi's Lair UND Wanderjar, and Heidi Makes Use of What She Has Learned, Heidi Can Brochen, was E.S. Gellarnt Hat. The story has since become one of the most well-loved and enduring children's books, captivating readers of all ages with its heartwarming narrative and picturesque portrayal of the Swiss Alps. The novel tells the story of Heidi, a young orphan girl who is sent to live with her reclusive grandfather in the Swiss Alps. Her grandfather, who is initially gruff and distant, gradually warms up to her and they form a deep bond. Heidi's innocence, kindness, and love for the mountains begin to transform the lives of those around her, including her grandfather and a young disabled girl named Clara whom she befriends in Frankfurt. If you enjoy our program, please be sure to write us a review on your podcast platform and share us with a friend. You both might sleep just a little better at night. Our website is triple Z, that's three Z's dot media. You can also like and share our content on Facebook or our Instagram account ZZZ Media Podcast. Music for today's episode was provided by the Sleep Channel on Spotify. Chapter 21 Happy Days for the Little Visitor Next morning at sunrise, Om Uncle went softly up the ladder to see if the children were awake yet. Clara had just opened her eyes and was looking with wonder at the bright sunlight that shone through the round window and danced and sparkled about her bed. She could not at first think where she was until she caught sight of Heidi sleeping beside her and heard the grandfather's cheery voice asking her if she had slept well. She assured him that when she had once fallen asleep she had not opened her eyes again all night. The grandfather was satisfied at this and immediately began to help her dress with so much gentleness and understanding that it seemed as if his chief calling had been to look after sick children. When Heidi awoke, she was surprised to see Clara dressed and already in the grandfather's arms ready to be carried down. She hurried up too and soon ran down the ladder and out of the hut and their further astonishment awaited her for grandfather had been busy the night before after they were in bed. Seeing that it was impossible to get Clara's chair through the hut door, he had taken down two of the boards at the side of the shed and made an opening large enough to admit the chair, these he left loose so that they could be taken away and put up at pleasure. He was at this moment wheeling Clara out into the sun. He left her in front of the hut while he went to look after the goats and Heidi ran up to her friend. Oh Heidi, if only I could stay up here forever with you, exclaimed Clara happily, turning in her chair from side to side that she might drink in the air and sun from all quarters. Now you see that it is just what I told you, replied Heidi delighted 
that it is the most beautiful thing in the world to be up here with grandfather. The latter at that moment appeared coming from the goat shed and bringing two small foaming bowls of snow white milk, one for Clara and one for Heidi. That will do the little daughter good, he said, nodding to Clara. It is from little swan and will make her strong. To your health, child. Drink it up. Clara had never tasted goat's milk before. She hesitated and smelt it before putting it to her lips, but seeing how Heidi drank hers up without hesitating and how much she seemed to like it, Clara did the same and drank till there was not a drop left, for she too found it delicious, tasting just as if sugar and cinnamon had been mixed with it. Tomorrow we will drink too, said the grandfather, who had looked on with satisfaction at seeing her follow Heidi's example. When Peter arrived with the goats, Uncle drew him aside and said, From today be sure you let little Swan go where she likes. She knows where to find the best food for herself, and so if she wants to climb higher, you follow her, and it will do the others no harm if they go too. A little more climbing won't hurt you, and in this matter she probably knows better than you what is good for her. I want her to give as fine milk as possible. So now be off and remember what I say, and don't look so cross about it. Peter was accustomed to give immediate obedience to uncle, and he marched off with his goats, but with a turn of the head and roll of the eye that showed he had some thought in reserve. The goats carried Heidi along with them a little way, which was what Peter wanted. You will have to come with them, he called to her for I shall be obliged to follow little swan. I cannot, Heidi called back from the midst of her friends, and I shall not be able to come for a long, long time not as long as Clara is with me. Grandfather, however, has promised to go up the mountain with both of us someday. As Heidi ran back to Clara, Peter doubled his fists and made threatening gestures towards the invalid on her couch and then climbed up some distance without pause until he was out of sight, for he was afraid uncle might have seen him. Clara and Heidi had made so many plans for themselves that they hardly knew where to begin. Heidi suggested that they should first write to Grandmama, to whom they had promised to send word every day, for Grandmama had not felt sure whether it would in the long run suit Clara's health to remain up the mountain. With daily news of her granddaughter she could stay on without anxiety at Raggett's and yet be ready to go to Clara at a moment's notice. Must we go indoors to write? asked Clara. It is so much nicer out here. So Heidi ran in and brought out her school book and writing things and her own little stool. She put her reading book and copy book on Clara's knees to make a desk for her to write upon and she herself took her seat on the stool by the bench and then they both began writing to grandmama. But Clara paused after every sentence to look about her, it was too beautiful for much letter writing. The breeze had sunk a little and now only gently fanned her face and whispered lightly through the fir trees. Now and again the call of some shepherd boy rang out through the air 
and the echo answered softly from the rocks. Thus the morning passed, the children hardly knew how, and soon grandfather came with the midday bowls of steaming milk. Then Heidi pushed Clara's chair under the fir trees, where they spent the afternoon in the shade, telling each other all that had happened since last they met. So the hours flew by and all at once, as it seemed, the evening had come with the returning Peter, who still scowled and looked angry. Good night, Peter, called out Heidi, as she saw he had no intention of stopping to speak. Good night, Peter, called out Clara in a friendly voice. Peter took no notice and went surlily on with his goats. As Clara saw the grandfather leading away little swan to milk her, she was suddenly taken with a longing for another bowlful of the fragrant milk and waited impatiently for it. Isn't it curious, Heidi, she said, astonished at herself, as long as I can remember I have only eaten because I was obliged to, and everything used to seem to taste of cod liver oil, and I was always wishing there was no need to eat or drink, and now I am longing for grandfather to bring me the milk. Yes, I know what it feels like, replied Heidi who remembered the many days in Frankfurt when all her food used to seem to stick in her throat. When grandfather at last brought the evening milk, Clara drank it up so quickly that she had emptied her bowl before Heidi, and then she asked for a little more. The grandfather went inside with both the children's bowls, and when he brought them out again full he had something else to add to their supper. He had walked over that afternoon to a herdsman's house where the sweetly tasting butter was made and had brought home a large pat, some of which he had now spread thickly on two good slices of bread. That night, when Clara lay down in her bed and prepared to watch the stars, her eyes would not keep open and she fell asleep as soon as Heidi and slept soundly all night a thing she never remembered having done before. The following day and the day after passed in the same pleasant fashion, and the third day there came a surprise for the children. Two stout porters came up the mountain, each carrying a bed on his shoulders with bedding of all kinds and two beautiful new white coverlets. The men also had a letter with them from Grandmama, in which she said that these were for Clara and Heidi, and that Heidi in future was always to sleep in a proper bed and when she went down to Durfly in the winter she was to take one with her and leave the other at the hut so that Clara might always know there was a bed ready for her when she paid a visit to the mountain. She went on to thank the children for their long letters and encourage them to continue writing daily so that she might be able to picture all they were doing. Grandfather went up the ladder and threw back the hay from Heidi's bed onto the great heap and soon the beds were put up close to one another so that the children might still be able to see out of the window, for he knew what pleasure they had in the light from the sun and stars. Meanwhile, Grandmama down at Raggett's was rejoicing at the excellent news of the invalid which reached her daily from the mountain. Clara found the life more charming each day and could not say enough of the kindness and care which the grandfather lavished upon her, nor of Heidi's lively and amusing companionship. Having such fresh assurances each day that all was going well with Clara, 
Grandmama thought she might put off her visit to the children a little longer, for the steep ride up and down was somewhat of a fatigue to her. The grandfather seemed to feel an especial sympathy for his little invalid charge, for he tried to think of something fresh every day to help forward her recovery. He climbed up the mountain every afternoon, higher and higher each day, and came home in the evening with large bunches of leaves which scented the air with a mingled fragrance as of carnations in time. He hung them up in the goat shed for a little swan to eat so that she might give extra fine milk. Clara had now been on the mountain for three weeks. For some days past the grandfather, each morning after carrying her down, had said, won't the little daughter try if she can stand for a minute or two? And Clara had made the effort in order to please him, but had clung to him as soon as her feet touched the ground exclaiming that it hurt her so. He let her try a little longer, however, each day. It was many years since they had had such a splendid summer among the mountains. Day after day there were the same cloudless sky and brilliant sun, the flowers opened wide their fragrant blossoms, and everywhere the eye was greeted with a glow of color, and when the evening came the crimson light fell on mountain peaks and on the great snowfield till at last the sun sank in a sea of golden flame. Heidi never tired of telling Clara of the beauty of the spot on the higher slope of the mountain where the bright golden rock roses grew in masses and the blue flowers were in such numbers that the very grass seemed to have turned blue. An irrepressible longing came over her to see it all once more. She ran to her grandfather who was in the shed calling out almost before she was inside. Grandfather, will you take us out with the goats tomorrow? Oh, it is so lovely up there now. Very well, he answered, but if I do, little Clara must do something to please me. She must try her best again this evening to stand on her feet. Heidi ran back with the good news to Clara and the latter promised to try her very best as the grandfather wished, for she looked forward immensely to the next day's excursion. Heidi was so pleased and excited that she called out to Peter as soon as she caught sight of him that evening. Peter, Peter, we are all coming out with you tomorrow and are going to stay up there the whole day. Peter, cross as a bear, grumbled some reply and lifted his stick to give Greenfinch a blow for no reason in particular, but Greenfinch saw the movement and with a leap over snowflakes back she got out of the way and the stick only hit the air. Clara and Heidi got into their two fine beds that night full of delightful anticipation of the morrow. They were so full of their plans that they agreed to keep awake all night and talk over them. But their heads had no sooner touched their soft pillows than the conversation suddenly ceased and Clara fell into a dream of an immense field which looked the color of the sky, so thickly inlaid was it with blue, bell-shaped flowers, and Heidi heard the great bird of prey calling to her from the heights above, come, come, come.